What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah. And Noah, I'm ready to bring this trivia episode to the listeners. I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah, uh, I don't really know what's about to happen in this podcast, and I'm both scared and excited. As, as you probably should be, I, over the past week or so, have been cooking up and looking around to try to find some trivia, some exercises that I just think are fun, are going to illustrate, uh, you know, Noah's knowledge of the history of the NBA, and uh, I think we're going to be better for it, you know? So, I, I'm ready to rumble. Let's get after it. And, I'm ready to Let's trivia. Let's get after it. You ready to trivia? All right. So I just kind of want to, you know, get the framework here. I think I'm, I'm going to hit you with with some questions to start off with. Nothing too crazy. Then we're going to run through some activities, and then I'm going to hit you with uh, some some scenarios, some scenarios, and uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna tell me what's up. Alright, so are you ready? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Alrighty, and obviously, if you're listening at home, you know, shout your answers out and text us. Call us. Email us. Do whatever you can. You know, participate. Um. So, Noah, we're, we're going to start off, uh, you know, it's it's not easy. None of these trivia questions, I think, are, are easy. Um, but you know, some stuff that I, I think you should be able to get. Um, and for first, we're going to go, Noah, who was the very first foreign player to be drafted number one overall? Hmm. I actually, oh, I actually think I, I have some guesses. Mm-hmm. It's someone that's like, it's not a European player. That's the obvious. Um, I'm assuming it's either like, I'm assuming it's a player from Africa, or like I know like Patrick Ewing was from like Jamaica, so it could be someone from like those parts too. It's not like um. Tim Duncan seems a little too late for a foreign player to be number one. He's from the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah. Um, uh, is it a, it's 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 a tough one. Is it a large one? It's it's not a large one. So I'm gonna give you the year. I'm gonna give you the year just just to kind of frame the reference for you. It's seventy-eight. Damn. So even before a large. Where's he from? The Bahamas. Oh. Dude. I feel like I should know this one. You know what? So here, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of history about this guy. Um, career averages were nothing, uh, nothing that really jump out at you. Averaged about 14 points, seven and a half boards, Two and a half assists through twelve seasons in the NBA. 
but he is he a hall uh, of famer no uh, let's just say he uh he he is connected to th- the current nba uh, you know pretty directly um although i believe he stands no active role within any organization mm, so does he have like a son in the nba Huh? Hmm. Does does he have a son in the NBA? He has a son in the NBA. Oh. Does he play in the West Coast? Or the East Coast? He does. West Coast. So, like... Oh my gosh. It's Clay Thompson's dad, isn't it? It is Clay Thompson's dad. It is Clay Thompson's dad. Oh my god, yeah. he was a number one overall pick? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, so I, I feel like people forget that. You That's kind of banging. Clay Thompson, oh by god. no means, is uh, lacking the genetic makeup for what it takes to be in the NBA. He was actually, he won two ships. He won with uh, Portland, with the Jailblazers. And then went on and won with the Showtime Lakers. Damn, this guy's name is Michael, but he spells it with a Y. I fuck with that. Yeah, like Mike Al. Mike Al. That's a pretty interesting one. I I like that one because, you know, people forget, you know, Clay's dad was was no schmuck himself. He uh, he had a season, Noah, where he averaged a double-double. He he averaged twenty one and twelve, with four assists and one and a half blocks in eighty one eighty two. That didn't meet the requirements for an all star, which is kind of shocking to me. But you know, back in the day, Portland was not exactly a what we'd call a big market. Damn, he was six eleven. Yeah, dude, Wait. big guy, big guy, big motherfucker. I already know. I'll I'll hit you with an easier one than that. This. This is this is a softball, um, but maybe you recall or could give us some history about it. You know, which two teams participated in the infamous 2004 event, Malice in the Palace? Well, one of the teams was the Detroit Pistons playing in the Palace, and the other team was mm-hmm. the Indiana Pacers, who had... That's correct. Why don't you set the scene for us? It's... I gotta look up the teams real quick, but that Pacer team was really good. Um, like they were honestly mm-hmm. like they honestly prepped to probably make a finals run. It's like one of the best uh, Pacer teams we've had in a minute. And then they got into a fight on the court between the Pistons and the Pacers, and that spread to the stands where Ron Artest punched a fan in the face. I'm pretty sure um, yeah. after after this fan who's sitting courtside threw a cup at him. Uh, so yeah, our test fucking beat the shit out of that guy, and then a bunch of players got suspended, and mm-hmm. basically led to the destruction of that uh, Pacers team when Rick Carlisle was our coach, and yeah, yeah, and then that basically led into like the Danny Granger, Paul George era, but that Pacers team, just to list it off, was Ron Artest, who was suspended the rest of the season, so eighty six 
73 regular season games and 13 playoff games. Steven Jackson got 30 games and Jermaine O'Neal got 15 games. And then no one else from the Pistons got suspended more than six games. Sheesh. And that Pistons team went on to win the NBA Finals. Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually the last time that a game has ended in which it was already started. So with the Pacers up 15 with about 46 seconds left, um, Ben Wallace was followed by Ron Artest, now known as, you know, Meta World Peace. Wallace shoves Artest, the fight breaks out, and the refs, like, just canceled the game. Last time that's ever happened in the NBA. That's crazy. Right? Someone should right? end a, I wish a big fight like that would happen nowadays, honestly. Dude, there's just no way. No, there's players just no are way. too smart. Too smart and too soft. No one's punching a fan. That's just an instant yeah. lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With social media now, and you, you know, there's that sort of like Barkley spit on a fan. People back in the day just they had a different standard for for what you could do as a basketball player. Alrighty. Uh, you know, I think this is a pretty fun one. Um, another great history question. Do you know which year the three-point shot came into the NBA? Hmm. I know, like... I know that it happened sometime in the 80s or 70s, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I think it might have been, like... I'm pretty sure Larry Bird and the three-point shot came around the same time. But I can't really think what year Larry Bird played his rookie year. You're right there. I am pretty sure you're you're correct there. So it's just a matter of can you remember when Larry Bird came into the NBA? Was it the 70s? Well, I'm not going to tell you. Dude, you're so close. Just pick a year. Just pick a year. Uh, I'm going to guess like 1978. Oh, 79. 79. So close. So close. So close. Damn, that one kind of makes me sad. Yeah, you know, you were close. 79, pretty crazy that... The first 40 years of the league was played without a three-point line. That's insane. Right? And have you ever seen the stat that Pete Maravich uh, in college was estimated to have scored about 12 more points per game if the three-point line existed? This guy was pulling up from 35 feet for shots that were worth two points and just draining them. He had to be getting roasted by his coach. Dude, no, I think like I think that we missed out on like a lot of Pete Maravich because he only played for ten years, and I truly like I think that like Pete Maravich, had he played, had you just like put him in today's game with like the, like some of the training, I think he would be a halt like 
is still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think about I think that about a lot of guys, honestly. That they were just if they were to play in this era of the NBA, they would be putting up yeah. stupid stats. Yeah. I mean he did put up stupid stats. He was just he's just awesome. Alrighty. Alright, this this should be a little bit more in your wheelhouse. The last NBA team to send four players to an all star game. Oh, I remember this too vividly. It's the Hawks. It is the Hawks. They sent. Can you, can you tell me which players? They sent Paul Millsap. I know that. Uh-huh. They sent Kyle Korver. Yeah. Uh huh. They sent Al Horford. Uh huh. Then did they send Jeff Teague? That's the real one. They, they sent Jeff Teague. They yeah. did send Jeff Teague. Yeah, I remember that year. They yeah. were. They're like. They remind me of the Jazz team this year. Uh, I think that the Jazz team this year is better than that team was. I think, I think that Donovan Mitchell is better than all four of those players. Okay, guess we'll see. They'll probably both lose in the well, playoffs. Well, Not make it to the finals. I'll well, tell you that. Well, maybe. maybe. Remember, we got did. that twelve hundred dollar bet on the Lakers Jazz. <laughs> Oh, we did. Wait, what was? Oh, God, what was the bet? Twelve hundred dollars. The Lakers beat the Jazz in the playoffs. Oh God, that that's a hefty sum of cash. And I wagered that. I said yeah, I did you, that. You wagered the Jazz. I wagered. Good. I d- double down. Why wasn't it twenty six hundred? Oh yeah. All right, let's make it twenty six hundred. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm pretty sure I said off camera that we that that didn't count. Well, I don't have that recorded. I do what I do have recorded is you agree. I don't know about that one, Chief. Alright, but let's you know what I do have recorded is our next question. And this one is a banger. This one is a banger. No, are you familiar with the stat game score? I am, but only because you have introduced me to it. Okay, I love the game score stat. I I love the idea of trying to find a singular stat that just encompasses how good you are. And I think game score, well, by no means perfect, is kind of our closest metric we have to that. And so here's a pretty interesting one. In terms of playoffs games played, we have a lot of players that are currently active that have made the the top 100 for playoff game score. The two highest scores of current NBA players happened in the same playoff series by two different individuals. Can you tell me who those two players are? Hmm. Current NBA players... Mm-hmm. And game score is just individual game, how good you did in that singular game, right? Yes. Yeah, so I can... do. Would you like me to read you off how game score is no. tallied? No, I, I think I get it. I think I get it. Mm. I'm a, I feel like you wouldn't give me a LeBron one. Like, I feel like that's just too obvious. It's one of them like they might have happened. Is one of them like Jimmy from last 
from last year? Uh, Jimmy does have the 25th highest game score ever recorded in a playoff game. Um, but it is not one of the two highest based on active players. Yeah, it was the game where he put up like 40 when Bam and Dragic were out. Did it happen in the bubble? I'm not going to tell you that. You you got to, you know, this this one I came up with <laughs> myself, so I'm going to make you uh, struggle and stumble through it. I actually, I think you gave it away that it is from the bubble. I'm going to guess, you said they were in the... It happened in the in same the playoff same series. series. It and has to be like different people, and it happened last year in the bubble. I didn't say that. You said that. It's like, oh my god! It's Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. It's Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. They had that crazy. How series cool is that? How cool is? How that, close though? is LeBron? Like, what's uh, his closest? LeBron. Home? LeBron. So Jamal is a little bit higher. He is forty-five point two. Donovan's got 45.1, and LeBron's best playoff game was in 2009 while well, he was still on his first bout with Cleveland, and he recorded a 44.7, good for 15th. Wow. Do you want to take one. a stab at try? Yeah, I was about to say, do you want to try to Jordan. take a stab at it? No, he's number two. And number five. Um, I'm going to guess, like... You want a decade? Sure. 90s. 90s. And it's not Jordan. It has to be like... Isn't... It has to be fucking... Um, what's his nuts? Yeah. What's Charles his Barkley. It has what's to be Charles nuts? Barkley. He was yeah, going absolutely Barkley. ham in the 90s. Probably on yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Did you look that up? No. That's like... I just know that Barkley was like... He's a one-man team, basically, for when he was on Phoenix. Yeah, dude, he was a wrecking crew. Yeah, that was his MVP year. Um, the game itself was it was against the Warriors. It was the first round. The Suns won one hundred and forty to one hundred and thirty-three. Dude, this was back when pace was like, like putting up one hundred and forty in the mid nineties is absurd. Oh my god, dude! You want to hear Barkley Stalin? Gave it to me. He was 23 of 31 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3, had 14 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, a block, and 56 points. Jesus. He had 56, and they still had 5 players on the Suns score over 15. Was Dirk on that list anywhere? On the, yeah, I'm sure he is. Let me skirt. Um, I saw his name. Uh, he his best game is. Yeah, he had one. I don't know if this is the finals or, but it like during that playoff run. That's number eight all time. Mm-hmm. Um, when they beat the Thunder in 2011, uh, it was game one actually. He went off for 
48 points, 6 boards, 4 assists, 4 blocks. Oh my god. Yeah, see, this is where we're getting... Oh, this is why. Okay. <laughs> this is kind of insane. He was 12 of 15 from the field, but made all 24 of his free throws. Jesus. That is insane. To go to the line 24 times in a playoff game and make them all? That's that's some heat, yeah. Because game score, like, really values efficiency. Like, if you put up... Because, like, Devin Booker's game where he put up, like, 70, I don't think is anywhere... Like, oh, you know what? Maybe it is pretty high, actually. Um, But, like, getting, like... Empty stats like doesn't mean much. Okay, actually, Devin Booker's game where he put up seventy is like one of the highest game scores of all time. Alrighty, that is enough with the, uh, the the game score questions. I think they're interesting though. And uh, fun fact: Michael Jordan, James Harden own over thirty percent of the top one hundred game scores ever recorded. Those two gentlemen alone. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. Wow. Quite good. Happens. It happens when you're that good. Already know. This is uh, possibly what I'm most excited about in, in my prep work. So this isn't a trivia question. Are you ready for this? I need, yeah. I need, I need you. You're ready? Because it's, it's going to go. It's going to go like that. So here's what's going to happen, Noah. I am going to say a word. You're familiar with words, right? Yes, I word. And yeah, yeah. And then you, in at least you know one or two seconds, without thinking too much, are gonna tell me the NBA player that, in your mind, that word describes. It can be any period ever. It doesn't have to be current. Any any NBA player ever. Are you ready for this? Yes. Alrighty. You're going to have to stay off mute this whole time. Okay. Alrighty. And I think this is going to, you know, say a lot about, you know, who you see and who your NBA players are. But, you know, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Alrighty. Athletic. LeBron James. Crafty. Chris Paul. Interesting. Hustle. PJ Tucker. Mm, okay. <laughs> Defense. Draymond Green. Yeah. Playmaker. Steve Nash. Flamethrower. Terrence Ross. <laughs> Clutch. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Goat. My LeBron James. <laughs> well, you should have said it. Though. You should have. You should have said it. You should have. You you should have gone with it. Brick. Uh, that's uh, Patrick Beverly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scrappy. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> okay. Well, you just have Patrick Beverly on your mind. Winner. LeBron James. <laughs> You're so stupid. Super team. Uh, big three heat. 
Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum. MVP. LeBron James. You slut. Alrighty, last one. Bucket. LeBron James. Okay, you you just had LeBron on your mind. Dude. I kind of thought the about trolling time. you. I was about to troll you and say LeBron for every single one. <laughs> oh, that would have been so stupid. Okay, Terrence Ross for flamethrower, dude. With, so so dude, I watched Duncan Robinson No, Clay Thompson's the ultimate flamethrower. Okay, okay. Hey, it's my my list, bitch. <laughs> It's <laughs> like Terrence Ross might be one of the worst guys to ever have a fifty-point game. You know, I didn't know he had a fifty-point game. Yeah, he had a fifty-point game when he was on the Raptors. Oh, okay. I do remember that. I do remember that. that I thought you were talking about like this season on the Magic. No. Interesting. Interesting. That is flamethrower. That is flamethrower. That's fun <laughs> though, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. You got you got LeBron's. I like the PJ Tucker for hustle. PJ Tucker for hustle. That's pretty good. This, yeah, that's not who I would have expected. Yeah, some of the words definitely lend themselves to like just like all time greats, and some of them are like, damn, like I, I have no idea. Dude, mm, uh, I, I kind of wish I had longer list. I would have just kept going. <laughs> I should like come up with like. I could have gone 50. for days. I just said LeBron right, like twenty six times. Yeah, let's keep going. I'm just gonna like say. Yeah, right I like the Steve Nash NBA one terms. for playmaker. Steve Nash is my ultimate playmaker. Steve, mm, I think I said Rondo in my head when I, I watched it the first time. <laughs> just like like immediately, I do think of Rondo as just like like a playmaker. Interesting. Like he's so good at it too. Alrighty. Alrighty, we'll, we'll move on, Noah. Um, if, if you have any, you know, trivia questions you'd like to throw my way, obviously I'm going to get them right. Um, but now I think is is probably a good time to do that. All right, I have two. Um, okay. My first one is who is the first NBA player born in Canada to reach 10,000 career points? Ooh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um. Hmm. Okay. Well, I I have an idea of who it might be. I just need to double check to see if this player is actually Canadian. And that is um. AC Green. Ah, he's from Portland. Okay. That's about it. That's basically Canada, dude. That's basically Canada. Um, southern Canada. Southern, yeah, it's southern Canada. Um, okay. Well, my gut, you know, the, the obvious Canadian MVP is Steve Nash. It's not Steve Nash. It has to be somebody earlier than that, right? No. It's Steve Nash. No, it's not Steve Nash, and it's not before Steve Nash. It happened this season. Oh, it happened... What? Ooh, wait, you said 10,000 career points? Yeah. 
There's no way Steve Nash doesn't have 10,000 career points. Maybe he, he wasn't born in Canada. Seasons. Oh, that's right. He was born in South Africa. Man, oh, okay. It happened. Right, that makes it. Way it happened more last week, Colin. It happened last week. Yeah. <sighs> Taking my glasses off for this one. Alrighty, that was a, a total game changer. That is an interesting question. Now I'm. Oh, I'm a big fan. Alrighty, I gotta. I gotta really think. We've got some Canadian ballers nowadays. Hmm. Hmm. And if it happened last week, so so ten thousand—that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points for sure. But yeah. it's it's not like if if you're a good scorer, that's probably like six or seven seasons. Or you get to take seasons. a lot of shots. Or yeah, or if you're like an average player, that's probably like ten seasons. 10, 12 seasons. So I'm thinking it's got to be a guy who was drafted somewhere between like 2009 and 2013. And the Canadian players that are still around from 2009 to 2013. Hmm. Oh, this is yeah, see now I'm just trying to think of guys who I know for sure are Canadian and I am blanking a little bit. He was mm. a number one can draft you, can you pick. Give me the, he was a number one draft pick. Yep. Damn, I I didn't know this one was gonna be a stumper. I'm proud of myself. Well, oh, there's a number one draft pick from. I know Anthony, um, or whatever the bust guy was from. Oh, is it Wiggins? It is Andrew Wiggins. Okay, okay, there we are. There we are. There we are. Okay, forgot about him. Forgot yeah. that he is Canadian. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised that. I would have assumed that he eclipsed the ten thousand mark a little bit a little bit ago because he has been such a high volume scorer. But your hints now make sense to me. I guess he's only been in the league seven years. Yeah, he was drafted twenty fourteen. <laughs> he was right outside your was... year range. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good one. I That's what that I one. said, though. I you know I described it pretty well, though. Like. Seven years to take a pretty good score to get to yeah. ten thousand, and he is a pretty good scorer. Yeah, and he gets to take a lot of shots. And he's I'm surprised no Canadian. Honestly, I'm surprised there's not been a Canadian before him that's done that. Yeah, that's it. That's very shocking to me. I also feel as though Steve Nash should be included in that. Um, I absolutely blanked on the fact that he grew up in South Africa. Um, yeah, and seriously, that that it's taken up until now, like that's kind of insane. Although with Jamal and uh, this this new crop of Canadian players, I think we'll have a 
a good representation from the great north. Yeah, they're going they're developing basketball players pretty well in Canada. Yeah, well the other thing is now like if you're Canadian and you grow up in like a nice system, like you can come play college ball in the states and you're chilling. Yeah. Canada. Oh, Canada. Alrighty, hit me with this next one. I'm a little oh, bit upset with kinda, myself, I wish I went but with this one I got first. there. Okay. All right, this one's simple. This is um, name the top five fastest team, fastest paced teams in the league, and the five slowest. We'll start with the fastest right now. Yeah. Um, so try to name the five fastest paced teams. Okay. Well, the Nets. No. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're wrong. Really, the Nets are not top five. No. I was very confident in that. <sighs> Blows my mind. Uh, the Bucks. They're number three. Okay, we'll take that. Um, I'm just trying to think of like high volume teams. Uh, you know what? I I if I recall correctly, the Jazz play a pretty fast paced game. Not top five. In the top five. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, are the Warriors a top five pace team? Number Feels two. Like they could be. Okay. Yeah, All one, right. four, I and like five. That. Yeah. It's interesting because pace just means. Uh, yeah, where are the Nets? Because I don't have the, the full Nets list. were playing. Okay. Because I just. With the amount that they score, I just presumed that they played at such a rigorous pace because they played jack shit on defense. But maybe they're just that goddamn efficient. I think they slowed down um, come the fourth quarter. I bet their fourth quarter pace. Oh, fair. You know what? You know what? All right. Well, speaking of high volume, the Wizards play. They're number one. They score so much. Okay. All right. You got number four Let's and number it. five. Yeah, this is where it gets a little bit tougher. Um, They are... Not very good teams. Interesting. Okay, that that does help. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain. I feel like the mm, no. Mm, okay, I'm trying to rule all teams in my head right now. Uh, it, you know what? I gotta go with this. It feels like the Cavs might play at a pretty rigorous pace, just based on all the, the young talent they have and the high scoring that they try to accomplish. Not the Cavs. Not the Cavs. Both of them are uh, in the Western I wasn't... Conference. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, Give me the Kings? No. Give but you're, around, you're thinking the right team. I'm thinking the right team? You know, uh... You know that lends me to believe that you're you're trying to get me to pick the Pelicans, and I would not have assumed that they were a top five paced team. Well, they're not. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so I, I misunderstood. I your think hand. they're actually like. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought that they were super <laughs> slow, but that's who's like around the Kings. Oh, the Grizzlies, maybe. Okay, below the Kings. Below the Kings. Well, you know, you say around the Kings. <laughs> And um, am I just going to guess, like, the whole bottom feeders of the West? Uh, I'm going to go, go Timberwolves. And they're number four. Need number okay. five. 
Okay, is it the Rockets? Yep. There you go. I thought about saying the Rockets earlier, and then I was like, I have no idea. Like, I truly like, have no clue how the Rockets are playing basketball. Yeah, they're just running Dead. up and down the court. They're jacking yeah. threes, playing no defense. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's try and get yeah, the five no, slowest. Sense. Okay, the five slowest. This this should be a little bit easier. They're all the pretty Knicks good teams. Knicks are number one. Easy. Yeah, the Knicks play at uh, a snail's pace. Um, Alrighty, based on what you said earlier, I'm pretty sure that the Pelicans seem as though they would be a pretty slow team. They are, but they're not bottom five. Ooh, interesting. Um, from what I've seen out of Suns games, ah, hold on, no, 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 no I'm Suns not are, that one. Suns in. are pacing. Suns are. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought that they were up there. Um, that's why I didn't want to lock it in. The Lakers can't be playing at a very fast pace right now. I think that the Lakers have been really good defensively, so I'm going to assume their pace is pretty slow. They are not bottom five, but another Ooh. team in L.A. is. Okay, so the Clippers, I was going to say. I'm just going off of, like, the like the good defensive teams are usually the ones that play at the slowest pace because they can, like, lock teams down for longer. Yeah. Um, so you have two Western Conference teams left and an Eastern Conference team. Interesting, interesting. Two Western Conference teams. and Can't be the Nuggets. You know what? I, again, I haven't watched this team play a bunch, but the Spurs seem like they would be a team that plays at a pretty slow pace. No, Spurs are actually middle of the league. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. You did mention a team so that was stupid. on there, though. I did? When yeah. I was mentioning high-speed teams? No, low-speed. He's... You just mentioned I said him. him. Yeah. Who did I just say? I'm blanking. The Nuggets. Just tell me who I said. Mmm. See, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. That didn't. Nuggets are second slowest team in the league. Really? Oh, is it because they play their? They run their offense so much out of Jokic. Yeah. That takes longer to set up. Yeah. That that makes a good deal of sense. That makes a good deal of sense. So you have one Eastern Conference team and then one Western Conference team that I don't think you would expect to play this slow. Both that you don't think I would expect to play this No, the slow Eastern Conference they... team you would expect. The Western Conference team I don't think you would. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm just pulling up right now. I'm pulling up a list of, you know, just I just need to look at it. I'm not looking for pace. Hmm. Okay, so in the Eastern Conference, there's no way it's the Hawks. If it was the Hawks, I'd be beside myself. No. There's no way it's the Nets. There's just no way it's the Nets. Um, hmm. The Heat are generally a pretty slow team. I'm, it's, yeah. Because yeah, the 76ers, I don't think that they're a, a super high-paced team, but I don't think they're the slowest in the league. Uh, the Celtics could be, but no, I'm gonna lock in the Heat. I, I have to believe it's the Heat. Number three is the Heat. Who's number five? Western Conference. Western Conference. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, I, I'm gonna run by the the same methodology. Uh, you know what? I I am pretty sure that the Jazz play pretty quickly. The Suns play pretty quickly. I've already been informed that the Clippers and Nuggets play slowly. I know it's not the Lakers. I'd be quite shocked if it was the Mavs. And I'd be quite 
it was Trailblazers. But it, it seems as though it kind of has to be one of those two teams. And between the two... Hmm... There's no way it's the Trailblazers. There's you no, would be mm, correct. Let me think. So, it, so it's the Mavs? Yeah. Can you believe the Mavs are a bottom five pace team? No. I, that I just seems not. That seems like not the correct way to win games. No, and I feel as though I've watched their games before, and they don't feel that slow. Maybe it's just because I'm enthralled with Luka and how many fantasy points he's always scoring for me. I think they must, like, not be able... If they can't get anything cooking, they must just sit the whole shot clock till Luka makes something happen. That has to be it, but, but, yeah, but, like, they jack so many threes, like, like Tim Hardaway, Jalen Brunson, like, those just seem like guys to me who, as soon as they're open downtown, just put it up. Yeah, that's crazy. They should probably fix I guess that. not, though. Yeah, that... Like, I get why, like, how the Clippers want to play slow. Like, that makes sense to me. You know, the Nuggets taking time to set up their offense, that makes sense to me. The Mavs, though? Like, nah. That's, mm, I'm I'm quite intrigued by that. This this was a good question. This was a good exercise. I've, I've enjoyed this. Thank you. All right, you know what? Now, I, I've i got some scenarios that I'd like to set up for you. All right? Okay. So, listen closely, and I'm here as a board, you know, to kind of talk off of. But in each scenario, I'm going to give you a group, four groupings. In each grouping, there will be two players, and you will need to tell me... Uh, who, which grouping of the two players combined for the most of this specific stat? Oh, okay, I and, like that. And, and you're going to order them for me. So you're going to give me one through four. Okay. Alrighty. So scenario one is assists. I'm going to tell you the groupings, and then you are going to tell me which grouping has combined for the most total assists in their career. And then we're going to go down the line. Okay. Grouping one, Steve Nash and Stephen Curry. Okay. Grouping two, Tony Parker and Rajon Rondo. Grouping three, John Stockton and Greg Oden. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> LeBron James and D Wade. Wow. I know Stockton's first. That's that's cash money. I know he's first, but Greg Odin? <laughs> Does Stockton have that big of a lead on Who was that? LeBron and D Wade? LeBron and D Wade, yeah. So so quickly I'll run it over. It's it's Nash and Curry. Tony P and Rondo, Stockton and Odin, the dynamic duo, and then LeBron and Wade. Hmm. Wow, that's that's a, this is a good question. I was pretty excited when I was able to come up with it. I'm gonna put 
I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. Do I want? I'm, I'm gonna still put. Oh my god, that's so hard. Are you gonna do it? You gonna do it? Did D Wade get how many assists did D Wade get? Oh. Okay, so I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put LeBron and D Wade last. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna put LeBron and D Wade last. I'm gonna put Tony P and Rondo second, Curry and Nash second, or Curry and Nash second, Tony P and Rondo third, Stockton and Odin first. I can't. I know Stockton has a decent lead. All right, you, you did pretty good. You did pretty good. Um, if I were to tell you that you you really only misplaced one grouping, and was it Tony P move, and Rondo? Um, n- no. So you either you need to move Labum and D Wade up at, uh, to a certain point. I'm gonna go second. You, you will have this correct. There you go. There you go. Curry and Nash so, are last? Uh, no, Tony, Parker, and okay. Rondo are last. I'm going to guess Tony, Parker, and Rondo each have, like, close to 8,000 or 7,000 career assists. I yeah. know Nash yeah, so has, that's... like, 10,000. And mm-hmm. I know LeBron's pretty close to 10,000. Yeah, okay. So you, you had the mental math pretty good then. So, yeah. So Stockton and Odin, let's just highlight how good – John Stockton is. We're talking like these other six players are all Hall of Famers that have had at least ten year careers. Steph Curry has the shortest career out of all of these players, um, and I'm like counting like you know he missed some time for injury, and he's a point guard. He's a point guard that has played for twelve years. Uh, partnered with one of the greatest playmakers of all time, uh, alluding to me saying the word playmaker and you saying Steve Nash, and they are third on this list. So to break it down, Nash has 10,335, Curry has 4,914, they totaled the 15,249. Wow. Is that even Stockton? That's not even Stockton by himself. No, that's so the point is, yeah, no, Stockton did not need Greg Oden. That's Greg crazy. Greg Oden had 51 career assists. That's crazy. Yeah. LeBron had 9,669 assists at the time I did this, which I I think, you know, he hasn't played a game, so he's still there. Wade finished with uh, 5,700 on the dot, and they had 15,370, which was still 500 short of John Stockton and Greg Oden. Stockton had 15,806 assists. Oden had 51. Yeah, D. Wade was a wild card. I didn't. I couldn't even tell you how many career assists he averaged. Probably be around like four. Uh, you know, yeah, fifty-seven hundred is a decent amount of assists. Yeah, I mean, like he has more so, than Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was thirteen hundred shy of Tony Parker. Like wow. that to me, you know. And you think of Tony Parker as like a, a pretty pass-first point guard that played for seventeen years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he really he didn't do much assisting, and, and Rondo to me is the biggest surprise, because I think of him as is just like an assist machine, and like like yes and no. So Tony Parker averaged five and a half assists over the course of 
18 seasons. Mm-hmm. That kind of puts into perspective how good John Stockton is. Damn. Do you have another one? That's, I, I want to do another exactly one. one more. All right, let's I do it. I have exactly one more. Alrighty, this this one is a, a bit dicier. Um, we're gonna do blocks. Same concept. I'm gonna give you some groupings, and you're gonna have to tell me which grouping has the most career blocks. Okay. All right, and I I like my groupings a lot. Uh, the first group we have Dirk and KG, some of the uh, the monsters of the the 2000s, both won a ring. Next, the second group, uh, two of the tallest Hall of Famers alive, Shaq and Yao. Ooh. Third, and, you know, you, you're going to be a little bit surprised by this grouping here. It's Hakeem and, again, Greg Oden. <laughs> and lastly, um... No, the quick trivia. This last group is actually it's the two highest current block totals. The the two players with the the most career blocks that currently play. You take a stab at who they might be, and it's them totaled together. Hmm. I know one of them's um, Serge Ibaka. I'm pretty sure. I have written down Serge Ibaka, but I, I will give credit for Ibaka. Um. The other one is Rudy. No, Rudy hasn't played long enough. Uh, um, this guy is a Hall of Famer, um, but you don't think of that right oh, now. Oh, fucking Dwight Howard! It's Dwight Howard. It's Dwight Howard. So I'll go over that. I'll go over the groupings again. We have Dirk and KG, Shaq and Yao, Hakeem and Odin, and Dwight and Ablaka. Okay, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Shaq and Yao last. I'm going to think Shaq is pretty high up there, but I think Yao probably drags him down. I'm going to put KG, and how many blocks did Dirk get? I'm going to put I'm gonna put KG and Dirk third. I'm putting Ibaka and Dwight Howard second, and Hakeem and Odin first. Would you go Odin twice? Wow. <laughs> On the money. Let's on go. the money, the perfect list. How many career blocks did the Yao have? List. Only nine twenty. How he many just did didn't Dirk play have? long enough? Oh, Dirk surprisingly low for the amount of time yeah. played. He had uh, one thousand two hundred eighty-one. Wow, it was pretty lame for a guy who's seven feet tall and played twenty years. Damn, Dwight um, and yeah. Dwight and Ibaka most must almost both have like. Right under 4K, then. Yeah, so honestly, like, Dwight and Ibaka by the end of the season, I think, stand a chance to pass Hakeem and Odin. So, unlike the first scenario, Hakeem himself does not actually lock himself into first place. He need he did need Greg Odin. <laughs> um, barely. Barely. So, Hakeem finished his career with 3,830 blocks, the most recorded. I will say that they didn't start recording blocks until the 70s, so Wilt Chamberlain would probably have like 8,000, but we don't get those. Um, And then Odin had 130, which uh, more respectable than the 51 assists. So that put (laughs) them at 3,960. And Dwight, when I had last checked, 
was at 2182 and Ablaka was at 1718, uh, putting them about 70 blocks behind Odin and Hakim. Damn, that was a really good one. Right? I was I kind of thought that Shaq and Yao might trip you up a little bit more, but you sniffed out. Yeah, I, I just know Yao didn't fucking play enough. It was basically, I knew Hakim and Odin were probably going to be first because you were hitting me with Odin twice. I thought it was going to be the same mm, scenario. See, I, like, Hakeem didn't need Odin. I, you know, honest, honestly, I tried to cook it up so that I could get a duo that w- would eat Hakeem and Odin, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't think of one that was, like, believable enough. Yeah. That, but, like, it would still be close. Um, like, you could have done, so like, I, KG and Tim Duncan almost, like, I would have just instantly knew that, like, they were number one, something like that. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. So I was toying around with it. So, so Shaq and Carl Malone actually combine for just those two about fifty more blocks than Hakeem does alone. But Odin adds one thirty, and I, I wanted to have the Odin as just kind of like you know we have Greg Odin. Um, so, so yeah. So that was our trivia episode. No, I had a blast. I yeah, that was an awesome trivia. episode. I could do this for another seven hours. All right, let's, but, uh, let's cook up another episode. That was we'll, pretty we'll fun. We'll have to yeah, bring on a friend. We should. Yeah, I was we'll going to say we phone some friends. All awesome. right, Noah. Well, everybody, thank you for listening as far as you did. We'll be back Sunday with the third edition of Playoff Fantasy Update, and we look forward to hearing from you guys then. Follow us on TikTok. Peace. Peace.